Hey, if you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. Use promo code STUFF. 20 to receive $20 off your first month for listening to this podcast. Switch now at Visible.com. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh, and there's Chuck, and this is Short Stuff. And this is a hoax edition, which we're starting to slowly assemble into a Short Stuff suite. The year 1810, the month November, mm-hmm. the day possibly unknown. <laughs> right. And on this particular day, if we zoom over to London and then zoom in a little more into a wealthy section of London and then even further into <laughs> uh, a place called Berners Street, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to find a 22-year-old, a guy who I would have liked to have been friends with, named Theodore Hook. He was a bon vivant. He was known to be mischievous, incredibly intelligent, very charming kind of guy. Um, The kind of person who would just show up on a stranger's doorstep and start talking to them in in, in the hopes that he would be invited to dinner just to see if he could do it. Um, Just a neat guy all around. And he's walking down the street with a friend of his named Samuel Beasley, right? That's right. Uh, And this bon vivant, which I'm not even sure what that is. What does that mean? It's somebody who likes the good life. They like to party. They don't want to work. They um. They just want to have fun. Oh, like us. Kind of. I think we work a little too much for that, but yes. My uh, daughter, one of her favorite songs is Girls Just Want to Have Fun. (laughs) And she looked at Emily one day and said, I feel sorry for boys. They just don't want to have fun. (laughs) And it made me realize she had the name wrong. She, I guess she thought it was just girls want to have fun, (laughs) not girls just want to have fun. Oh, man, that's hilarious. It's like, boys have fun, too. Sure. Uh, so they were walking down the street that day in November of 1810, these two boys. Right. and They just uh, wanted the bon, to have fun. <laughs> the bon vivant hook uh, pointed to a house, which was Burner Street, 54 Burners Street, mm-hmm. and said, Hey, I'll wager within a week <laughs> I can make that house the most talked about house in London. <laughs> and Beasley said, You're on. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. And so they had a they had a bet. I'm sure our Go British ahead. listeners are like, "Wow, that was dead on." <laughs> that was purposely bad, everybody. My accents are usually much better. Yeah, they are agreed. But we'll give you a pass because of that. Too bad they're not German, right? Mm, yeah. So Beasley said, "You're on." I don't know why you would even make that bet. It's such a preposterous bet that I can't possibly lose. So we took that bet, and a week later. About 7 in the morning at 54 Burner Street. Uh, the date was November 10th. Oh, we have the date. Yeah, but we didn't know when they were walking down the street. It was sometime about a week earlier. Yeah, I'm going to say November 3rd. Sure, let's go with that. <laughs> so this is November 10th, and um, a chimney sweep shows up at 54 Burner Street and knocks on the door and says, I'm here to clean Mrs. Tottenham's um, chimney. And the, the uh, servant who answered the door, because Mrs. Tottenham was a fabulously wealthy widow, sure, um, and uh, the servants would be the ones answering the door, said, we don't need a chimney sweep. You're, you're mistaken. Please go away. Shut the door. And that was that, right? That's right. Uh, another different chimney sweep would show up, and then another, mm-hmm. and then they kind of kept coming. 
and it was a, a rush of chimney sweeps. And you might think, you know, that's probably a pretty good joke. Much like the prank today where you might order a pizza to someone's house, mm-hmm. apparently just calling like a chimney sweep or some other service to a house was a joke of the day. And the servants thought, oh, that's very funny. Uh, that's great. But that was not the end of it. Mm-mm. And that is not why people still tell this story 200 years later. So perhaps we should take a break a little early because that's a great cliffhanger and tell you what happened next. Okay. Hey there, are you thirsty? Well, before you take a sip, have you stopped to think about what's in your water? Many conventional bottled waters contain PFAS, harmful substances known as forever chemicals. But you can drink water as clean as nature intended. Richard's rainwater collects 100% pure, refreshing drops of rain. Yes, it really is rain, everybody. This rain is caught clean before it hits the ground or becomes polluted with pesticides and contaminants commonly found in groundwater. Yep, Richard's rainwater is naturally pure with no need for harsh chemicals or additives. That means no added fluoride, no chlorine, no forever chemicals, no microplastics, no nothing. And you can enjoy the clean taste of Richard's still rainwater and the long-lasting cold-pressured bubbles of Richard's sparkling rainwater. Just visit richardsrainwater.com to find a retailer near you. That's richardsrainwater.com. And we even have a special offer, don't we, Josh? Yeah, text STUFF to 2512-928887 and you'll get $2 off a 12-pack case of Richard's rainwater. Sip the sky. All right, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. Because in Monopoly Go, you can team up with your friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. It's very nice. That's right. And the more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. I'm talking about unique stickers that you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, or hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges, like digging for treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. That's right. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it now for free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Stuff you should know. Stuff you should know. Okay, Chuck, so it's time to unhang off of the cliff. And like you said, we would not be talking about this hoax if it had just been a handful of chimney sweeps that showed up that day. But those chimney sweeps were just a little trickle that were uh, a foreshadowing of the deluge to come. And as the morning started to begin in earnest, tons and tons and tons of people showed up, all of whom had been um, summoned to 54 Burner Street within the last month or so on this particular day, November 10th, to carry out some sort of business or another. And the sheer volume of how many people were tricked into showing up uh, is why we're still talking about this hoax 200 years later. Yeah, it's at this point I wish we could hire that fast-talking guy from the TV commercials in the 80s. <laughs> the FedEx guy? 
to just re- read through these, but uh, I'll, I'll do some, then why don't you just follow in after? Okay, How does that sure. Sound? That sounds great. All right. So here's who came by the house that day. Uh, male midwives, tooth pullers, miniature painters, artists, auctioneers, grocers, textile merchants, horse-drawn taxis, morning coaches, poultry sellers, an undertaker with a coffin made to measure, six men. It says six men bearing an organ. That could be a very dirty thing. <laughs> no. Uh, wine porters, barbers with wigs, and you can take over. Opticians, uh, coal wagons, upholsterers, pianos, linen, jewelry, uh, people bearing furniture, doctors, attorneys. Apparently at 5 p.m., a whole bunch of servants showed up because they were told that there was a job to fill. And 50 different bakers showed up with 2,500 raspberry tarts between them. That is just this is a sampling. quite a joke. Yes, that's just a sampling of who was there. So you can guess in very short order the, the streets, uh, Burner Street in particular, but also streets around it, became completely thronged with not just like taxis and carts of coal and like all of the tradespeople showing up, but also gawkers who came out to say like, what is going on? And so the police arrived pretty quickly and had to shut the whole street down. That's right. Uh, this prank even got the mayor involved. Uh, Lord Mayor London uh, got a note that said that, and again, Mrs. Tottenham was, you know, a woman of means, and I, I feel like somebody that um, would have had some sort of political influence. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was a note supposedly from Mrs. Tottenham that said she was summoned to appear before him, but she was confined to her room by sickness and requested that the mayor come to her house, mm-hmm. which he did. And also, not just the mayor was roped into this. The Archbishop of Canterbury showed up, the governor of the Bank of England, the chairman of the East India Company, <laughs> and the crazy. Duke of York, all <laughs> duped, along with all of those scores and scores of tradespeople, showing up at 54 Burner Street on November 10th. So you can imagine, like, this was a pretty big deal. Uh, The police were finally able to disperse the crowd um, by evening, maybe by night. And um, the next day, Samuel Beasley knew for sure that he had lost that bet. That's right. Uh, Newspapers were reporting it all over England. Um, There were annual registers that said it was one of the notable events of London Mm -hmm. for the whole year Mm -hmm. for 1810. It is still talked about today as part of uh, British lore and pop culture. And, you know, of course, they wanted to find out who did this. But officially, they never found out uh, that it was Theodore Hook. Isn't that right? Yeah. It was, yeah. It, but it was it's widely assumed then and now that it was Theodore Hook. And he, I mean, he was the kind of person who would do this. But also, he wrote a semi-autobiographical novel about 25 years after. It was called Gilbert Gurney. And in it, one of the characters says, I'm I'm the one. I did it. I pulled off the Burner Street hoax and then rattles off some of like the greatest hits. So people are like, yes, obviously it was Theodore Hook, but he was never like prosecuted or anything like that because no one could ever prove he did it. Yeah. And this is the part that really impressed me was I thought when I had uh, read the initial uh, review of this that, uh, you know, if he says that a week later, it's game on. Like that's a lot of work to get that many people. Right. It was a long con. Apparently, he had uh, little minions working for him, and they wrote up to 4,000 letters in weeks, who knows, maybe even months leading up to this. 
So he had this thing planned out all along Mm -hmm. and, you know, purposely brought his friend by that house once everything was in place and said, hey, I bet you a guinea that I can get, uh, make this house the most talked about house. So it was all pre-planned, which Mm -hmm. makes it even better. It it really does. And then um, Hook wasn't really picking on Mrs. Tottenham for any particular reason. Uh, Most people say that he had no acquaintance with her whatsoever, that she was a random victim. Uh, And so this prank went down in history. I mean, like, people are still, again, talking about it 200 years later. We're talking about it 200 years (laughs) later. Um, But there's there's a twist to this whole thing, too, Chuck, isn't there? Yeah, the twist is that, and I don't, I'm not sure I buy this, is that it may not have actually even happened, mm-hmm. and that the real hoax was that Theodore Hook made all this stuff up, and it's not like uh, a newspaper reporter from reporters from all over England descended upon this to witnesses with their own eyes. They heard reports of this and wrote about mm-hmm. it. So it was a hoax on a hoax, and it never really happened to begin with. Yeah, there's some historians who believe that, a hoax of a hoax, which, however it happened, if it happened the way that it supposedly did as reported in the papers, awesome. If he managed to pull the same thing off without actually doing it, I I think that might be even more awesome, Chuck. I'm Fox Mulder here. I want to believe so bad. (laughs) Okay. Well, you just do that because there's no reason not to, all right? Okay. Chuck said, okay, everybody. That means short stuff is out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.